This episode of Nintendo Week is brought to you by Albert Einstein. A cluttered desk means a cluttered mind. Disorganization is the heart of disorganization. That's what he said before inventing the nuclear bomb. Oh, hello everybody, and welcome to Nintendo Week for the end of uh, Wednesday, April 19th. It's the middle of the week this week. <laughs> Whatever weeks are. <laughs> um, I'm joined, as always, by Alex Plant. Oh, you're right, as always. As always. Have I ever missed an episode? Has that ever happened? I, may, I feel like there may be one. I mean, there must have been just one Probably with me Probably during like, the Wii U days point. or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely not since like, you know, we could bring it back a little bit in some capacity. This, un this unusual, <laughs> I guess it is unusual. The, uh, in, infrequent capacity, irregular. We're unmoored from actual weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Time has no meaning anymore. <laughs> and from many, many, many other things. Um, um, yeah, but, uh, uh, I mean, the Mario movie came out. I did see it. It was... You know, we'll talk about it another time. Uh, exactly. We are. We're waiting for the, um, you know, the rest of the cast to join us. I think that's, Mario that's a topic that needs a group discussion. I don't think just yeah. two people would really do it justice. Yeah. But also, like, I don't know. It's just so monumental. I've seen it three times already. Like, oh, wow. I, don't... <laughs> I have no intentions of seeing it again in the theater. But that's not because it's I don't. It's really good. It's not because I don't like it. It's just I don't think I need to see it again in the theater. Yeah, fair enough. But it stays really good. <laughs> sure, sure. I bet. I, I bet it'll be. I, I'll appreciate it differently if when I watch it again at home. Sure. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so we're not talking about that. What we are talking about this week, and we'll hit these all in a row, like as we get there. But uh, some recent events: we got Pokemon Stadium on the Nintendo 64 online. We got the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters are, I think, a couple days away still. As of uh, recording, they technically but, uh, came out like last night. But if you tried to order oh. the physical edition, you're probably still waiting on your shipment, like I am. And if you haven't, congratulations! It's like four hundred dollars. Yeah, it Why, was uh, available for like thirty like minutes a... on like a Sunday at night, and I just happened to wake up from a nap right as they went live, and that's the only reason I I got a physical <laughs> copy. Yeah. Why would they not make more? It's not a special it's edition, there, is it? Well, the, so they had a collector's edition also, but even the standard edition pre-order sold out like immediately. Right. I don't get that's it. It's wild. like their tentpole I franchise. Think... Like, what's going on, guys? I wonder if like they. I anyway, we're clearly talking about these topics to in be, order. I know. <laughs> we well, not in order. Pokemon Stadium is first up next now, or we'll see. Um, but as for Pixel Remaster, like I just, I would think that they would make a lot more. I would also think, I think they also might have just completely underestimated the interest people would have in the game, like on Switch. Like, yeah, it's been out on Steam for what, like five years? Yeah, like I'm, I'm surprised they at least if they were going to do a limited release, like at least do like open pre-orders for a while and then cut them off after a certain point and say, this is all we can produce. And then that's it. But instead, it was like limited out the gate. I can't imagine they printed more than like maybe 50,000 copies, it seems like. And it's just like, yeah, that franchise is like their biggest thing. And it that's all they're doing for it. 
do you think that they'll make more or they're just like good <laughs> so, luck have fun so they it's, had, it's on the eShop. so it was on the it, it was uh in north america exclusively sold through the square enix store they had a like a waitlist option for a while but now they've removed it and it's just unavailable so i think okay. now they're not printing more <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. Or maybe they're printing so many more and they're just sending them to game stores. Yeah, what I think surprises me is that if this was coming to Switch, Nintendo didn't pick up publishing for the physical edition. That that surprises me. I would think Nintendo would want to make a big deal about this. And come to think of it, they're like kind of not. I don't think this was in a direct. I saw this news yeah, separately. Yeah, I don't know if Nintendo has talked about it at all. I don't. I know PlayStation. I think has a trailer up on their YouTube channel. I don't think Nintendo has a trailer on their YouTube channel. (laughs) Weird. It's very weird. Very weird. Because these are all of these games were like originally like published by Nintendo on the on the. I was going to say the irony is like their big their big fight was over the PlayStation and Final Fantasy VII, which is exactly coming home for the first time since like Game Boy Advance and. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was the DS remake well, yeah, in 3D, that's true. but like the, those, there's not really a good way to to re- bring those back without like ex- enormous work. Yeah. So the like classic look of the pixel versions definitely makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, you know, what switched me just right away from a ignore to a must buy, and then now that I see the physical prices, maybe not buy, but otherwise would. Is it the, is it the remastered music? Oh, actually, great point. Because that uh, is, it was that not is that. It was the font. Yeah. yeah. Something as silly as a font. Like, they, they oh, yeah. have been getting complaints about this tiny, like, gross-looking font for years. It's totally mismatched with the look of the game. They replaced it with, like, a classic sort of pixel font. It's and, better. Um, it's yeah. not ugly. <laughs> it's still small. It's still small. Yeah. Uh, um, but, you know, to be fair, a lot of the, like, formats of the old games, the pixels for specifically the text was, like really big and weird looking and clunky so like i'm happy with the balance they strike yeah i think i think this game is suffering from uh it it was a a, obviously a menu-based game on like older older hardware and so they're now having to like stretch out those menus to fill a widescreen and it's just they're not putting that much effort into it that they're totally redesigning the way menus look they're going with a very basic like we can scale this across six games sort of menu system yeah uh so yeah i i uh, i can't i i I can't ask for more i'm not gonna i'm not gonna bang the drum about it or anything yeah um so that looks really cool the remastered music on like just honestly i'll probably just find on youtube it's 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 been there because this stuff has been out on mobile and pc for 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 a while great point i um I switched pretty recently from like really gung ho like I download everything on Switch now because then it's all that right there on the console. No more changing cartridges. The eShop closing that we talked about a couple episodes ago, weeks ago, uh, really super changed me. Like I gotta get the prices at MSRP or else every game is gonna be a hundred dollars. Yeah. It's I I I'm hoping. And we, we probably talked about this before. I'm hoping we're at a point now where the eShop is enough of their business that they make it sort of like more forward compatible going forward. Because before it was they were just rebuilding their online store every single time they released a new platform. And I don't think they're going to be doing that again. I don't think they're going to have a need to do that again. 
Interesting. At least not for a while. Uh, so hopefully that means content stays available for much longer, if not indefinitely. I like where that's going, but just like we'll see. Oh like yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't take it for granted. Nintendo it's for, just you know, they're they're they have a lot more of the pieces in place than they ever even pretended to before. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I, I, am, I will I'm just say realizing I'm, we. Sorry, no, before we ahead. before we move on, uh, I'm really excited to have uh Final Fantasies basically one through twelve minus eleven, which was online, like all on one platform. That's never really been possible oh. before. This um, and this finishes the list. This finishes the list. I wonder if thirteen is next. I feel and like I have them all physical the whole... too. So, hey, nice. I feel like thirteen they could port with like it's two and the fourth, maybe the thirteen three. trilogy. Yeah, they yeah. could. Will they? I don't know. Um, I'd rather they port fourteen. To be totally honest with you, I which one is oh fourteen the, is the also online, online isn't it? Yeah. Okay uh 15 was really good but that's already there by like the mobile version yeah like they Final have fantasy pocket 15 or pocket, pocket or edition was that what it's called i'm not quite sure anyway um I, what i was gonna say is i'm realizing we skipped the rest of the list we were so excited to talk about pixel remaster we never mentioned <laughs> no. it we're finishing the episode with uh well we're still starting the episode with advance wars uh one and two reboot camp is uh incoming just a couple days it's reviewing like phenomenally I didn't even prep for that topic. I just saw a post on Twitter that was like tens across the board, nines, you know. Um, there was an indie world showcase today that neither of us watched. I watched of us like heard anything. two minutes of it. Yeah. Because I was at work and haven't watched it since I got home. So. Yeah. Um, finally, though, the Zelda trailer. That's the big cheese for this episode in fact i you probably already know that i'm, I'm probably gonna go back and <laughs> record something at the beginning to say that because this is like whoa zelda time um <laughs> can you believe that game is about three weeks away at this point i know i know i don't it's, have enough time you know, to finish I, replaying breath of the wild <laughs> i'm at the point where i like don't really like count down how long it is for a game if it's in the future i'm like whatever i'm just not thinking about it because there's so much else to do like in life <laughs> like, yeah, i can't yeah think I, about games i probably that wouldn't yet. be if i weren't trying to finish replaying breath of the wild before it comes out yeah. and i'm running out of time i guess it's i i have to admit the huge irony of having a podcast about games that aren't out yet while saying that <laughs> i guess i do pay attention but um just at least in terms of like it it feels as much in the future to me now as it did like a year ago mm -hmm. and we just sort of know more and then on may 11th i'm gonna be like whoa mm -hmm. yeah um, but we'll talk about that later yeah so um first topic of the day is pokemon stadium came to yeah, nintendo first, switch the first online. topic yeah um i tried it did you i played uh through the first couple of gym leaders in gym leader castle with with rentals okay. obviously because i have no other choice um yes that's kind of the main thing about it isn't it you rentals know only and despite having transfer packs when i was a kid that's probably mostly how i played the single player content was i was just doing doing rentals because it did not require me to do any kind of setup whatsoever except for to pick the yeah. rentals that i wanted back then i was not the kind of person who's going to like grind everything to 50 or 100 or that i wanted to use so uh i just 
didn't play games like that back then yeah um i think i was the same way and I'm I'm noticing now. So I played it online with friends. I didn't do the gym leader castle. I did like the you know the battle stadium. Mm-hmm. The mini games are cool too. They should definitely just release a separate like Pokemon party game. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rentals, at least in the battle stadium, are like really bad. Some a lot of them, of them are just bad. like it's kind of like they roll a dice and whatever moves they got, they got. Like um, Lickitung has like thunder punch and i no that can't be right that's almost too good it's got like thunder surf and like flamethrower when it's like got terrible special yeah i I think it's funny it's in some ways it's like ahead of its time because it's like anticipating a a moment when physical and special are split differently by the way it's trying to set up these movesets but the game is Mm -hmm. not actually prepared for that um yeah, that's true. And uh, the, like, <laughs> there's just an element of, like, Lick a Katung could have, I, I don't remember if he doesn't have Lick. I guess I can't do, get too specific with the, like, describing silly movesets if I don't remember any of them. But uh, <laughs> I just, you know, a lot of them didn't quite make sense. And so it really sticks out to me how much, I wish that they had some kind of game attached to it. You could connect like your, even if, even if you could like put your Pokemon into like Pokemon bank or Pokemon home. Mm -hmm. And then it just had some little flag to remember, like what is the data that it had from gen one moving in like yeah you know it deletes your hms it kind of does it does the trick to figure out what's its special attack versus special defense like what are its sort of new ivs or you know what all this hidden data that like it has to calculate i would (laughs) i think it's too late but i would hope that it just caches what it was in gen one and then set like they just put a little update out for the 3ds bank system and it caches Gen 1, and you can put it up to the Nintendo Switch somehow. I get, It's too many steps, I'm yeah. sure, behind the I, scenes, the, but the, the, the it's one, a bummer. The one thing that's kind of a bummer is they could have forced what you're talking about. That game actually had a pretty sophisticated like box system uh, back mm-hmm. in the day yeah. for storing Pokemon. So if you could just have that point to like home or something, uh, that would that would be good enough for me. I, I would be it would be complicated because you'd have to like delete any moves that your Pokemon have that are before I mean after Gen One and like yeah you'd have to it, like prep Pokemon to go over there. It, in some ways, it sucks that that game never had like an editor, like a Pokemon editor, where it's like I want to mm-hmm. define the move sets for the rentals to an to an extent. Their stats are going to be what they are, but I'm going to customize them. I'm going to use like the TMs in this game that they, you know don't exist yeah. to, to make them my own a little bit. Lots of good ideas for a new Pokemon Stadium. It's almost, it's almost like you don't need that, though. You just need, I don't know, some some game that connects to home at this point, And then, yeah, maybe lets you grind some like, items. Like maybe like a new Pokemon Stadium? Well, I suppose. <laughs> Uh, I just um, we we've talked about that I think a few times. I just if they were gonna do it, I feel like they would have done it already. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they are like maybe it's Gen Ten. Every Pokemon you can use in Pokemon Stadium because you know every new 
Pokemon game, they've got the whole Dexit situation going. Mm-hmm. And so every, you know, Gen 10 seems like a big celebration moment. Like, they've already passed 1,000 Pokemon, I guess, which I would have expected they wanted to do at Gen 10. But uh, they... I don't know. I so something just is is gnawing at my brain saying it it's got to be in generation 10. And when every game has a different set of Pokémon that you can play and use, Pokémon Stadium collects them all together and makes them all work. See, this just should have been the promise of Pokémon Home to begin with. Yeah. But that's okay. Got, it it could have been much more than just a storage system. It could have been a battle hub for everything that you've collected over the years and all that maybe all, maybe, all that's maybe there that's is battles but switch two yeah maybe, pokemon yeah, home two maybe um the, the sequel to pokemon home <laughs> yeah <laughs> um advanced wars is coming um did you play much of the originals you know i played probably like two-thirds of the way through the original game on game boy advance and then i just never finished it because again that's not really how i played games back then um i yeah. never got the sequel but i've always been enamored by the games um i like the sort of like simple strategy setup um i'm i think it's going to be a really good fit for switch where i play that thing a lot more than i ever played games as a kid somehow uh <laughs> uh maybe because there's so many good games to play on it and i had no money as a kid and the fact that there's online i think is gonna uh be be a big deal for playing with like my my brother there's online right i'm not making that up uh i don't Maybe know i didn't fact check again i just saw this tweet that said like 10 10 10 9 8 10 9 like yeah i, <laughs> I wasn't ready for advance wars to come out when they delayed it indefinitely i just kind of forgot and then i was oh here it's coming yeah, I, I I think I pre-ordered it. It was like Targets did the, did their buy two get one free thing or something like that. And mm-hmm. uh, they usually don't have pre-orders available through that promo, but for some reason they had a few this time. And so I've had like a pre-order through Target for like half off or something sitting there for, for, <laughs> for like, like two years. years. <laughs> <laughs> and they're finally going to ship it. Hey. <laughs> I don't know. It's just one it's of those funny. games where it's like I, I, I think I'm mostly into it for the collection aspect I want to get all those classic games uh, on my Switch. Yeah. Um, Wargroove 2 has recently been announced. I don't know if you... I never played, played Wargroove. Wargroove. It's been on my wish list forever, and it's just I have never had time to actually play it, so I haven't bought it. You maybe don't need to now that Advance Wars 1 and 2 is coming out. Yeah, I was going to say, before seeing this score... Like, Wargroove was already sort of built on the foundation of Advance Wars, like, and I think, I didn't play much Advance Wars, but just, like, to my experience of it at least, like, Wargroove made a way better game, because it was more modern, it was more expansive, like, um, and it, it was taking inspiration from Advance Wars, like, already, and some part of me just, like, fully believed like there's no way that wargroove 2 isn't just if you know if if advanced wars and wargroove 2 are coming out like wargroove 2 has just got to be the better game like no doubt um it's building on something that built upon advanced wars yeah but i don't know i don't <laughs> my my worldview has changed now that these scores have dropped yeah i mean it was always a it solid just must game. Be really it was good just, game. 
and there are a lot of people for whom it's a special game uh that i don't that opinion i don't necessarily understand but it was a it was a it was a sort of like a one-of-a-kind thing for a lot of people who play nintendo platforms and so Mm -hmm. uh yeah i'm curious now that it's not a -a one-of-a-kind thing uh how well it's gonna hold up yeah i apparently really well but (laughs) we'll see i guess um the indie world showcase happened uh there's rift of the necrodancer looks kind of like a guitar hero type game there's nothing else the game that caught my eye was animal well did you see anything about this no i i I didn't watch this i don't remember if i said this with or without the mic on it's it's been announced for playstation and pc for a while so that's why i was wondering if you might have heard of it uh it has a really really striking pixel art style uh gameplay seems kind of odd i don't i haven't actually read anything about it um uh it's side scrolling uh very like colorful uh sort of black and whitish but like the edges are tend to be pretty colorful so that's that's kind of a neat art style um uh anyway i don't really know anything about it except for how it looks and uh Mm -hmm. but it it looks so unique that I'm, i'm interested in checking it out what did you say the name was I think it's animal well, like like a well that you draw water from. Well, okay, animal well. I'm gonna Google this while uh, you had an opinion on why you don't want to talk about indie. No, maybe you didn't have an opinion on it. Just <laughs> why, yeah, uh, I, I that that was really the, the game that stuck out to me. I think uh, Mineko's night market got a release date in september but other than that like i wasn't really that keyed into anything that got announced uh no silk song obviously no silk song i mean oh it's animal just, well looks neat it looks neat right Ooh. so i will be checking this out after the episode after we record at some point i mean not immediately but um yeah, it was a very good looking game. Yeah, I had actually like stumbled upon it like a couple weeks ago, just coincidentally, uh, for other platforms, and then they announced it for Switch. So, guess where I'm gonna buy it? Nice. Um, I think it's 2024, so it'll be a while before it comes out. But why would they announce it in, in April? April? I don't know. All right. <laughs> yeah, it, you know that's that's a good point actually because Nintendo I, I has expected like expected perf- this game to be out to like today. Like, oh, it's been yeah. on PlayStation well, and PC for years, and now it's here yeah. right now. Well, and and lately it seems like Nintendo has been perfecting this art of like announcing things like right before or on the same day that they're out. And you would think that yeah. their indie partners would be following suit. Um, uh, I would think that the indie partners more than anyone would be doing that. Like what Nintendo yeah. can hype up a game for a month before they drop it. But like, there are so many indie games that like, you kind of need to even like flash a QR code in the trailer for anyone to remember to go and pick that particular game up. I would think like, yeah, like I don't I just think have... you can even wishlist this one yet. Maybe they may has a website on Nintendo.com or something, but not on, but I don't think it has a page. On, like, I, the... I hope, i mean i guess they would but i hope they convince nintendo to include them in another trailer moving forward because if they get one chance they kind of blew it announcing their game a year ahead of time yeah good first impression still but a lot of people will forget about it between now and 2024 totally what people won't forget about between now and 2024 is game of the year 2023 (laughs) the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom 
gosh. How do you feel about this new trailer, so, Alex? The, the, the discourse has been talking about, like, is this a better trailer than the Switch presentation trailer for Breath of the Wild? And so I've been, like, thinking a lot about this for reasons I don't actually... It's not... This is not an important question, but it was a question I've been thinking about nonetheless. Uh, so I went back and watched the Switch presentation trailer. Uh, I th- It's funny, because I think these trailers are doing two different things. I think the Switch presentation trailer for Breath of the Wild was, like, taking a lot of what we had already, already known about that game and sort of sh- zooming out and giving us, like, a big-picture look at that stuff. Because we already knew about shrines. We already knew about all Link's powers, because we had seen them at E3 uh we uh knew that the game had a lot of biomes in it that you could explore i think the only things that were shown in that trailer that we hadn't seen before were bits of cutscenes, which we still didn't really have any context for we didn't know that they were memories yet mm-hmm. uh it showed uh divine beasts i think for the f- not for the first time because we could see them in the e3 demo in the distance but it showed us up close that they were divine beasts uh and the other thing it showed us I had a third thing. Son of a gun. Uh, maybe it was the maybe the story. Do you need was help finding thing. your memories? <laughs> um. Yeah. No. It was. It was two things. It wasn't three things. Um. Anyway. Uh. So it didn't actually like reveal very much about the game that we didn't already know but i think oh the third thing it showed us was that the game was actually going to release on the same day as the nintendo switch which which i remember was a, like a, a thing that we were not 100 percent certain of going into that presentation interesting um and Wasn't honestly that the rumor for like the longest time that it was gonna come in day one on the next console it was, but I remember there were also rumors in swirling around in like December that the localization was taking a really long time and the game might actually not make day one. Uh, oh, so it okay, yeah, okay. But no, that turns out that was false. So it's like they they ended that <laughs> Switch presentation trailer where we were finding out all about how that Sakasa was going to launch. They the last thing uh-huh. that we see is them putting the release date out for Breath of the Wild okay and so i i think that a was, lot of that was specifically so that they could launch a system without just snake pass <laughs> and uh one two switch uh one and, two switch uh, shovel knight treasure trove yeah shovel knight kamiko those would have been your three options yeah uh so i think i think people underestimate how much just getting that confirmed at the end of that show like hyped up their opinion of the trailer um because for me, like, okay. yeah, that that trailer had really good music. It was really well directed. Like, no doubt, like, there are feels that you get just from the way that trailer was was put together. But it it was, I think, the timing of that trailer like did a lot of work for making it memorable. I uh, think in that contrast, out. Tears of the Kingdom feels like there's a lot. Like, what what they did was a lot of the trailers they've shown in the past have been building up towards some of the ideas they showed in that gameplay video that we just saw like a couple weeks ago but it seems like this trailer is focusing a lot on not only like how versatile those systems are but also like a ton of mysteries in the game that we haven't really heard anything about yet yeah um i okay so i forget exactly where i heard this i believe it was 
a like anecdote on the Kit and Krista podcast. These two people who hosted Nintendo Minute back while we were hosting Nintendo Week um, spun out. They, they, they left the company and they started their own podcast. It's very good. I recommend you all really check good. it out. Um, they were sort of thinking that the gameplay presentation, which, by the way, a lot of people took a look at and said, this is like $70 Breath of the Wild DLC. Why should I want this new game? Um, which we'll get back to uh, in a second. We'll unpack. But they said, you know, like, this kind of smells like a marketing team said, you know, we're a month away from this game. We're, we're like six weeks away from this game. And we don't have anything to show. We can't We can't tell anyone, like, what's up with it? Yeah. And so, like, we need you to, to show off, like, what makes it different from Breath of the Wild. Um, and internal pressures to do that aside, I kind of feel like this trailer was almost cut in a way that, like, they expect you haven't seen that demo. And I guess that's fine, you know. You can't expect every Zelda fan, let alone every person who, you know, is a potential customer to go online and look up a 10 minute like gameplay video before they buy it. Like it's good to, you know, just get the nice cut in of everything in the trailer. Um, I felt differently. I felt like this trailer was cut for people who had seen that gameplay video. I feel oh, like really? it because because there are moments like there's a moment in the trailer where Link is like parrying and an attack but the shield is like attached to like a spear or something yeah uh, and it's like I, we didn't see anything quite like that in the gameplay video but it's kind of like uh uh emphasizing something that i think a lot of people speculated which was not only can you attach a mushroom to your shield you could attach it anything to anything else and i think that was a question that was not exactly answered from the gameplay video but now it's like oh wow this this system really is that versatile and now that's clear from this 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 trailer i i see what you're saying i guess what i had meant is there's almost like a little bit more like intrigue to it if you don't know that that's what's going on oh, sure. and you can like yeah. piece it together you yeah see, it's like, like why is there a oh, shield my, at the end of piloting the stick? this like robot how do you do this like and anyway um it's it's interesting to see the, the oh, rollout of information yeah and and it's funny too how much of that what was in that gameplay video was actually shown in trailers as it just wasn't hadn't been explained yet um because you could see fuse you didn't know that that was what was happening all right you could see fuse yep. you could see ultra hand uh or at least the results of those those powers we'd seen ascend like a bunch wait or, uh, i was thinking of ultra hand is the like vehicles when do you see fuse um you had seen do you remember uh, one of the early trailers link was had a shield out but it was spitting fire I that thought was that just, was an that item. Was, no, that was just fuse. We just didn't know that that's what that was. That's so cool. I can't. I can't scream and get excited because it's late over here. But that is really cool. And so wow. it's like the it's like the whole time from... they have been scaffolding information that later got revealed in that gameplay, like got explained, I guess, in that gameplay video. So it was all there. Like nothing. They weren't hiding anything from us. They just weren't explaining anything to us. Yeah. Um, okay. That's and, really I, and, that, and that's how I feel about this trailer, too. It's like there's so many things that I saw that, that have been explained now, but there are also so many things that still ha are completely unexplained. And that is not a feeling I got from watching that Breath of the Wild trailer again. Like, for example, these new characters? Yeah, these new characters. Uh-huh. Um, um, the, <laughs> the way you looked at that was like, was there were there examples of, like, mechanics you, you had meant? 
Yeah, so there's, I mean, there's things like, it seems very clear at this point that there is an underground layer to the world. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think there was a there was a commercial that leaked where uh, the the player was in wait, like wait, a wait, dark... Wait, 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 wait. This is a spoilers, people, if you don't want to... There are leaks and uh, also just like probably generally theories coming up like later in the episode. Continue listening only if you like kind of have are cool with like a blanket like we might have conjecture that might wind up right and yeah well in this case i'm going to take an observation that actually got removed from the actual released version of an advertisement uh oh so you might have it could just be a coincidence you might have started to see tears of the kingdom ads where it's i think the ad campaign is basically like you can do that but they don't ever actually show the screen they just show a bunch of people's faces reacting to what they can be doing in tears of the kingdom uh, oh, that's but there fun. was a cut of the the ad that had a footage, and one of the things that you see is you see uh, a player in a very dark space. He has to like shoot an arrow that has something attached to it to light up the space. But if you, oh, so so the dark space automatically already is like, oh yeah, there's an underground, sure. But then if you look at the map, you can see that the z value, uh, the z coordinate, is like negative, which means he's underground. <laughs> oh uh, so we've seen things that suggest that there's underground before but this is like pretty hard confirmation that that's what's happening yeah okay um, cool and you know they must so okay presumably there's like hyrule is kind of the low numbers positive and negative the sky islands are high numbers positive and the underground is high numbers negative yeah exactly and which I guess not, I guess you wouldn't remember what z net what z value it was, but it was in the negative somewhere. It might have been in the like four hundreds yeah. or something like that. I don't exactly. Oh wow, remember. wow. Yeah. Um, I guess it makes sense. You know, Zelda falls in this giant hole. The trailer starts underground. They discover him there. Mm-hmm. Ganon, that is. Yeah, that's one of the first things so, we knew about that game was that we had some underground space. So again, yeah. it's like they've shown this stuff already. They're not really hiding anything. They're just not explaining it to us. They've made it the entire point from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, right. And I think we commented on this at the time, like when that original E3 2019 trailer came out. It's like, I'm sure they're they're showing an underground space. That is not something we really saw much of before. Um, yeah. Um, um, so there's probably just like giant, whole giant labyrinths under the world. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, maybe, do you think it's like a, an underground open world, like a dark world? Or do you think it's like dungeons like we've talked about? It's hard to say because we, we know there are caves and caves are units of gameplay now because we see them on the map in the gameplay mm-hmm. video that, that Onuma showed. The question, I guess, is if you're going into these underground, like this underground layer of the world, is that a cave or is that just something else? Is that like the equivalent of like a sky island except for it's underground? And in that case, like, is Tears of the Kingdom just a really, really ridiculously versatile pun where there are multiple tears to the kingdom? Yeah. And also <laughs> everyone's sad. <laughs> um, I'm, I see it as more like the kingdom is tearing apart. Like the caves may be the like former coordinates of the mm-hmm. sky islands. Like he rips the ground out from itself. Could be. And so, I mean, it could all be true. It could, they could all be valid interpretations of that title. That would be a really wild, like, thing to discover on a map and no one, like, tells you, but, like, the first player recognizes, like, every one of these islands, like, is a Tetris piece to a different cave in the game. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, that would be Um, rad. 
or maybe um, that's a story feature that they point out to you <laughs> who knows yeah that's the other funny thing is we know that there are sky islands we know there are caves we know there are underground areas now that are not necessarily just like little small caves um mm -hmm. we don't really know how these things fit into the like superstructure of the gameplay uh like for example in breath of the wild like shrines were pretty clearly explained to us at e3 and mm -hmm. they were the same throughout the entire game no idea like how these things fit in the the tapestry of of this world and and th this world from a gameplay perspective you're right i want to say that like there are like clearly boss fights there are clearly boss and fights. yeah like gliok is back they spend a couple of times like a couple cuts in this trailer like pointing out link is fighting giant scary monsters that are like way bigger than you've ever seen before mm -hmm. and i think the natural conclusion that at least i would make from that is like they're like traditional zelda bosses they are guarding the things that you collect eight or nine of to finish the game and i think it's seven would by indicate the way. there's a more traditional sort of at, at least like if they're not closed off dungeons with a loading screen and like a designed puzzle towards them there are at least probably these labyrinthine areas like hyrule castle in the first game that have some boss at the end you need to f defeat all of them we um, did see and everything there is just flavor like yeah caves we, and, and we did whatnot. see there was a moment in the trailer where you see something rising out of the sand that looks an yeah. awful lot like a dungeon and yeah. then I think separately, or maybe right <laughs> after that, you see like something in a volcano that looks an awful lot like a dungeon. Uh, That's actually the the shot that like <laughs> that I was thinking. I've got the trailer playing on silent right here, nice, like, nice. and that was that was sort of sort of what led me there. Is yeah, there's yeah, there's clearly the like temples and monuments that you visit at least. Mm -hmm. um, uh, note on the name pun. I also just feel like the falling rocks that you recall that they showed in the gameplay trailer um, or gameplay preview, whatever they want to call it. Um, like they've got this hue, this like green sort of magical aura mm -hmm. coming down from them. They look like raindrops or tears yeah. of the kingdom. Uh -huh. Like the kingdom is falling to pieces and they are, it's the tears. They are the tears. It's yeah. Tears. There was a, a moment in, an, in a, another trailer too where, I don't know if you remember this. You could see like the water splashing in reverse or something on the ground. Do you remember this? I don't. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what that makes me think of. And I think even even the way that the uh, recall abilities, the sound effects, kind of sound like running water, which I think is interesting. So I think okay. you're onto something. Um. I I. That makes me remember another something I think I'm on to, which probably doesn't have significant, like, implications about anything. I think it's just a cool feature. Like, did you know, remember how Ballad of the Goddess was Zelda's lullaby in reverse? Yeah. This weird sort of reverse chanting thing that is all over the, the musical theming of the game uh, really, really reminds me of the battle music from Zelda 2. The, the best I can do... <laughs> 
here is like mimic it and maybe if i have the time i'll drops like a comparison into the actual like podcast to distribute but it sounds like the voices are going like da 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 oh 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 which is the Zelda 2 battle music da 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 Yeah, I hear you. There's no real, like, it's just Ganon in that game. It's just Hyrule with some towns. Like, there's no real story implications, like the Ballad of the Goddess being Zelda's lullaby in reverse. But neat little plug if it's real. I'd be all for them uh, leaving some homages to Zelda too, given that this is another sequel. Great point. It's the only direct sequel since then. On the same console, yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, like, there's, like, Link's Awakening is a sequel I to guess Link to Majora's the Past, Mask but, like, is, is it really, one. it's a totally different story. Well, it's a totally different story, but it's also a totally different platform. Like, it's obviously yeah. cribbing on A Link to the Past, but they had to redo yeah, the yeah. gameplay. It's not, like, keep it, yeah, it's a different engine. Well, actually, I think that that's a bad example. I think that was the same engine somehow. Yeah, they, I think it started off as a remake of A Link to the Past on Game Boy, and then it became that's Link's right. Awakening. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Anyway, sorry, big tangent. Um there's a lot of this green magic all over the place i noticed some rocks that have it swirling around them and it's unclear what that's gonna like mean i get i get the impression it's a zonai thing you know how the shika had their orange and orange and blue it's like the the zonai or the green green magic for sure like an opposite to ganon's red malice maybe but what Um, does it do like mechanically what is like when know. you see a rock that has just swirling green magic out of it, what is you suck? So the I rock wonder, sucks you in, and and you go to like an underground world. So there's, yeah, I mean, I could see those being shrine equivalents. You go underground, stuff happens. You get a oh. thing that powers you up. That's yeah. that's the the most logical explanation for what those are, without actually knowing anything about them. Um, because they seem because we're still waiting to figure out where you know the shrines are, the power ups, and and all it's, that. I mean, that's the way that these are laid out in the world. It's like it's almost they've got to be. It's got to be those. Yeah. Uh, the fact that there's one just sitting overlooking Kakarika Village, it's like, oh yeah, that's the fast travel point, and it's probably also like the shrine equivalent. Um, makes sense. Um, I'm also so. Another thing I'm wondering, you were saying, like, what does the green stuff, like the green magic do? What is it all about? Mm-hmm. I wonder if for the Zonai, it's like a, like a, something to do with like the fabric of reality. Cause you've got, obviously, you've got things that can be rewound in time. So that's, you know, that's one dimension of that. You've got things that can kind of be, two objects can become one object. And then there in the, the logo, You've got the master sword appearing. It appears like it's being remade through that some similar kind of magic, and then the Ouroboros like symbol in the logo, which represents like eternity yeah. and, and two existence things becoming and one infinity. So and this is all. Too. It's all very, very feel, feels very much like like altering reality in some way. Yeah, um, we've talked a lot before about like the interlopers from twilight princess and like how there are possible story connections here mm-hmm. is that like the legend that became used to describe the zonai like how how long ago did they go underground have they been 
around this whole time or is there some sort of time travel element to um this game beyond like recall like Mm -hmm. can you actually go back in time and sort of alter it um i do i do think that it's more about the fuse like with the master sword being rebuilt like is it being rewound from before it was corroded or is it being fused with for example the light of the goddess hylia who maybe appears in this trailer question mark yeah that was my my reaction to that character too looks very much like what i would expect a hylia to look like um Reminded me a lot of Impa from Skyward Sword, actually, in the way that she looked. I'm going to try to scrub to this location, because currently I'm on the, like, lizard princess with the third eye ornament closed, um, who's another interesting character to talk about. I wonder if she's a Zonai, or he, or they? The character reminds me of, so I'm playing, I just actually was exploring the Faron region in Breath of the Wild. Some Ooh, of the statues yeah. in that region sort of reminded me of this character. Um, are so we I, I are we meeting the goddesses Din, Nehru, and Feror? That would be rad. Because yeah, it would be cool Wait to a see minute. a version of them that is not an abstraction, abstract depiction of them. Uh, I'm trying to find. Yeah, I'm looking for Maybe that. Maybe I character can't in the too. mini thumbnail. Maybe I need to just get there organically. Um. But yeah, I mean, there is this one character who's decorated similarly to Zelda, but looks like Mm -hmm. a much more, I don't know how to describe it other than like advanced in her goddess journey. Ancient, more powerful version Ancient, more power. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like they've got the same earrings. Um, Their their body decorations are a lot more ornate. Um, Yeah. One thing I'm curious to see i need to i also need to find this character because i'm curious about something so um i don't know if you noticed you were talking about tears earlier zelda has little teardrop tattoos under her eyes i did her new outfit well so there's the sheikah Mm -hmm. tears obviously Mm -hmm. i've noticed that the zonai eyes are like sheikah eyes upside down the sheikah eyes have three eyelashes and one giant teardrop the zonai eyes have three teardrops and like a thing coming out of the top i think i mm-hmm. need to freeze frame again something like when that I get the chance but um i have i've noticed that for a while i, oh, I wonder if I the shika tribe and the zonai tribe were like warring but now they need to like repair that beef and defeat ganon or what's up with that by the way ganondorf is back and he's hotter than ever indeed he is <laughs> The internet is thirsty for this man. Oh, I found the, the king character. of all evil. The other character. Sorry. She has met multiple what appear to be teardrops under her eyes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Anyway, uh, what, yes. Ganon, what's her timestamp? Uh, timestamp is 308, 309-ish. Yeah, she's got four teardrops under each under eye. Each eye. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of this like third eye kind of ornamentation on all of the different like mm-hmm. regions there's this character and the lizard character and ganondorf and mm-hmm. zelda um i guess it represents the triforce in some what maybe that's I mean, yeah i'm trying to like see wait a minute so- wait oh 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 this is maybe this is hylia or zelda or uh i guess it would be nehru 
Ganondorf and Din don't like Din doesn't need to be showed because Ganondorf is the Triforce of power now. Feyror is there because Link needs to regain the Triforce of courage. Yeah, could be. So we're actually all, meeting Nehru and Feyror, possibly. Be. Yeah, you know it's it's funny. I'm I'm much less inclined to speculate about the story because I like that it has how much of it is a mystery at this point. Um, cool. I'm we're going to get nowhere in, anyway. So. I'm much more intrigued by some of this gameplay stuff that was shown, to be honest with you. So talk to me. Uh, so another thing that was shown that we hadn't seen before is Link is fighting alongside other NPC characters. Yes. Uh, and it, it, it just reminds me of back in 2013 when uh, Aonuma said that his vision for the next Zelda was you can do dungeons in any order and you Link will not just be by himself. And that was something that never really bore fruit mm. in Breath of the Wild, but it looks like it's going to bear fruit now. Well, I've been wondering about this. Like, a common, like, interpretation that I've seen people, like, bring up is, oh, cool, you can, like, recruit characters to fight alongside you. I wonder if this is co-op. I've been and thinking And player the same two... Okay, cool. That's great to feel... I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, it's like you join another player's game, and then whatever character makes sense for the area that they're in, you get to control or something like that. That makes sense. I was sort of thinking, like, you could sort of swap all three anywhere, but that makes sense, I too. mean, maybe you can. I don't know. They do seem to be making quite a big deal out of them in marketing for them to just be... Yep. The, the Goron completely got ignored. I mean, I'm thinking there's something that happened to that guy that we can't know about yet like he looks totally different or something and they just don't want to don't want to spoil the surprise or something because everyone guess, else looks maybe. pretty much like you'd expect them to look that's what i'm saying maybe maybe goron puberty hits different and he's like 20 feet tall now yeah something like that exactly like he yeah. looks a lot more like he was Daruk. like he was like a he was like a kid he was like a kid and he they, he he acted like the, the the acting direction he played it like a kid too yeah i guess yeah. i guess the bird was a kid too though uh no well or yeah no. the bird that bird that we see in uh tears of the kingdom was a kid uh his father was our partner in breath of the wild oh yeah but did we meet him in breath of the wild we yeah we the, we do meet the kid also in breath of the wild yes how much time do you reckon has passed i mean it looks like maybe a few years that okay. kid still looks like a kid um but yeah. I, I guess we don't know what Rito lifespans are now that I think about it. But um, <laughs> I mean, that's a thing, right? Because the Zoras live a really long time, apparently, which I guess you might have surmised from other games, but they never certainly never tried to spell that out before. Yeah, there's uh, the weird balls of water in the sky, the weird ruin yeah. sphere shaped ruins in the sky that you rotate mm -hmm. for the reasons unknown. Maybe that's how you set the bubbles free. Yeah. Right before those shots that you're showing, that you're describing, there's like a a ship that comes to dock, which could be another dungeon. Like you get to the platform and the sky ship comes down and you board it, and that's the dungeon. Dungeon um, means of travel, maybe. <laughs> you know, could be a means mean. of travel. It seems like a boring means of travel, and I, it's also, I believe, I'm scrubbing back a little bit. I think it comes like in the dungeons appearing montage let's see we got the one out of the ground yeah, we it, got Hyrule castle mm -hmm. we got oh that's the blood moon that's well, not a dungeon is it shortly after that? zelda's falling link's hand is burned off <laughs> okay 
Yeah, it's right after that uh, that volcano dungeon yeah, I don't thing. Know. I I I can't shake the feeling that this is a dungeon montage. It, it like, does it's feel the insides that way, yeah. of the dungeon. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, that's the end of that. There's some giant robot now coming out of a wall. It looks like a golurk. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but that's I the wrong that game. Too. Uh, the we we see the Lome labyrinths again. Uh, I think I'd speculated last time we talked that we those labyrinths were definitely going to change shape in some way, and it looks like that that's turning out to be right. Yeah, uh, there's that moment where Link is diving down into a tunnel with lasers, and he's wearing like a flying mm-hmm. suit. Did oh yeah, that? I it just occurred to me that that was new, but it is. Yep. I that I bet that that's an equipment that somehow like alters your like your fall speed or diving ability because he can he can dive and sort of like it's just a central mechanic of the game you dive off of the sky islands to the ground um so he's not really doing anything like new there but maybe that makes you fall slower or glide faster or yeah it could it could be a thing where it like alleviates because when you use uh your glider you have to use up stamina and i wonder if this is just like a less stamina intensive way to to fall from high places yeah it also that one looks like particularly like you can't really move very much like around sort of the the i guess it would be the y or x axis of this Mm -hmm. he's falling it's the z axis um i guess they're both x and y axes anyway you can't like really move around the same horizontal plane very much it's a he's falling down a pillar filled with lasers so i would think that the scenario in which that equipment is optimal for this is like it slows your fall so that you can guide yourself through the lasers better. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Uh, the video kept playing, but there's like a falcon glider. We've seen that before. Um, it looks like you fight a gore. Oh, oh my goodness. Maybe uh-huh. we did see the Goron. Right before he's flying into the sky with Riju, this is about 217 in the trailer. He very clearly gets attacked by a Goron doing a sonic spin dash, oh, yeah, <laughs> which is funny that's separately. A so maybe maybe he's a bad guy for a spell. Well, maybe there's a Yiga, Yiga equivalent for Gorons or something. <laughs> That'd be fun. Fight, fight your old friends or something. Yeah. Um. <laughs> okay, so he's jumping around some stuff. He's fighting on a minecart. He builds a giant robot to fight. This is a cool scene. Link's got a robot made out of you know, giant stones and wheels to fight a stone talus with an enemy camp on top of it. I don't know how much more there is to say about that, but how fun. What's so striking about this robot is it's got a little tiny arm that is waving what appears to be like a lightning sword or something. And Mm -hmm. Link appears to be controlling it with a little lever that's on top of it. So it's like, I wonder how sophisticated you can get in terms of building contraptions that can be controlled. Yeah, I... um... It seems to suggest that you can point to any two like specific component pieces of a thing that you've me- made and say this one controls that one. Yeah, right, this one exactly. controls that one. Um, but we haven't seen any way to like link them together besides just actually fusing them with the ultra hand and the silly green glue. Yeah, like how um, is that lever directing the rest of it? What, yeah, what how, how does how do the rules work? of the game define that that lever touches mm-hmm. that arm? When mm-hmm. the lever is c- 
grafted onto a piece of stone that's grafted onto a different piece of stone that's grafted onto the arm. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, why doesn't what we've the lever seen so control far the wheel? You've hit the thing and it turns on, basically. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this is a this is some other means of control. Um, let's see. The subtitles say music diminishes. I know why I'm here. I don't Zelda, could you tell me? It's something only I can do. And she's holding a tear of the kingdom. Yeah, tons of tons of characters we now have Tears of the Kingdom from what we see in this trailer. Uh, oh, Ganon has one in his forehead. Oh that's a thing. There's that's what's glowing on his little ornament is a tear. If you look I didn't notice that. Uh huh. I just figured it was his, his normal jewel. Nope. It's not cool. Uh, Zelda's got one, like you said. Not not Zelda's got one. Uh, I think we see Sidon has one, if I'm not mistaken, but I don't remember what the timestamp would be for that. Yeah, there's not Zelda. Uh, I'm suspecting one. all the like champion folks have them. Yeah, the uh, uh, Gerudo danced a little too fast for me to see, but trying to freeze frame Sidon, I couldn't quite do it. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. I think his is grafted into his arm. Yes, that's what I remember. Or seeing. his hand specifically, yeah, his on his, left on his, hand. It on seems his gauntlet. has a yeah yeah so um i wonder what ooh. i wonder how they come into play uh because yeah. that would seem it would seem like like they're not macguffins that you're collecting if npcs have them but maybe i'm wrong i'm trying Seems to wrap like those my head NPCs around need like, them. if they're not MacGuffins <laughs> that you're collecting how do you progress through the game what exactly is the point? right like what is the unit of gameplay <laughs> that tells it could that be that progress. just like the last one the unit of gameplay is advancing through shrines and it doesn't really matter what and how much you collect you can beat ganon at any time you want yeah so maybe they just don't really change it from that fundamental principle yeah but i suppose a possibility i'm discounting is you get the tier and then the guy the person gets to you join give it your, to the, your team yeah um, yeah or something but yeah See, this is what I'm talking about. Like, I don't know. I don't really know how this game works. <laughs> and so I'm looking at this trailer and I see possibilities, which is not what I saw, really, from Breath of the Wild. It was, oh, great, there are towns. That was one thing we didn't know. That was, I guess, one of the things I could have mentioned. Um, uh, but, I, I mean, we, we knew there would be towns. We just hadn't seen them before. Uh, here, it's like a ton of stuff. I'm right. seeing it, and I'm like, I have no idea what I'm looking at. <laughs> I don't know what this means. Well, you know, when when we did we did drop this thread earlier, like when the gameplay demo came out, uh, people sort of said, like, this is $70 DLC. This is BS. Like, I'm not going to. Why should I care about this? And my reaction the whole time was like, are you joking? Like, obviously, they're not going to show beyond the first 10 minutes of the game. Like, well, and what they're showing is they've completely evolved the interaction model for this world right you know that's not dlc that's not how dlc works right like it's it's they're showing the great plateau moment from breath of the wild like here are your tools yeah and then like we know five years ago they showed us how this format works here are your tools and then here's an entire hundred hour game where you get to play with them and figure out all the cool stuff that we left you so like yeah. why would the here are your tools demo just like obviously there's gonna be a trailer like this coming afterwards or at least a game yeah. like this big like why mm. would they why would they mess up zelda no way yeah, like the plateau demo at E3 was a proof of concept for what 
the mm-hmm. game might let you do that you didn't think about before in a Zelda game. But mm-hmm. it was not the entire contents of the game. So there's one element that I don't think we've talked about ever, and it's actually come up in a couple of different trailers. There are like Nazca lines all over the world mm-hmm. of Hyrule. When yeah. you're diving down from the Sky Islands, you can see these giant creatures drawn into the landscape. Mm-hmm. Um, ornately, like they're they're like actual like geoglyphs. Mm-hmm. And I just think that begs the question, was Hyrule visited by astronauts in our distant past? Well, you had speculated maybe the Sky Islands are actually detached from the ground. Yeah. And, you know, if that's the case, maybe these are the places they were detached from, and that's sort of like the marker that was left behind where they used to plug into the ground or something. But now I'm thinking about the the uh, the botany, the biology of, uh, not the biology, what's the word I'm looking for? The biospheres on these sky islands, and it's totally different than anything we saw on the surface, so I don't, I don't know. What's striking to me about these geoglyphs is, like, they at least the ones that i can see from this f- first opening shot that one looks yep. kind of like a shrimp if i could compare it to anything at all um, like a fish or a shrimp yeah none of the next couple scenes have examples of other glyphs but like none of them were really recognizable elements from the world of zelda they weren't specific enemies they weren't specific creatures like nope. they're all mysterious yep and I would presume that they have something to do with the Zonai just because all of those artistic motifs are sort of decorative and elaborate and have a lot of like jagged lines. I was just flipping through the creating a champion art book and they had said something about the Zonai and the origin of them and why they were named what they were named. And I guess Zonai means mysterious or mystery. Oh, So (laughs) I think you were like, spot on with with the vibe they're going for with this game and what they what role they see the zonai playing in it is it a clever word they made up or is it just the japanese word for mysterious i can't remember if it was the japanese word specifically i mean it phonetically sounds like it's a japanese word um but yeah yeah, they they said pretty explicitly it was uh the word for mystery that's silly there's all this intrigue for us just because it's the word mysterious in a foreign language uh-huh. and when you play in japanese it literally just means mysterious <laughs> yeah, relic. yeah exactly <laughs> there's exactly. nothing to it it's just oh here's a weird thing oh it's just a <laughs> okay. word yeah <laughs> it's nothing to piece together so good on those localizers for making the decision to just keep that name as is in english yeah really right. well done um, i just noticed there is malice coming out of death mountain Yes, like instead of lava, it's there. a plume mm-hmm. of like malice mm-hmm. tentacles. So yeah, yeah maybe something did happen out of a to couple places too. Yeah, um, Hyrule Castle, Ganon's obviously. hair, Ganon's sure. hair, a very very demise like uh, that that scene with Ganon's hair. Yeah, um, I think what we were saying about like they chose Skyward Sword because it's the end of, of the beginning of the timeline, compared to this is like the end of the timeline. Uh, is really really sticking out here and i'm sure they're yeah. gonna make more games after this but like yeah and they seem to be making a, a lot of the, for... of the blood moon too so yes they they didn't really provide much lore about it in breath of the wild it was just kind of there and it did you know malicious stuff 
I wonder if it's actually going to be part of the story now. Well, I wonder, there are two like possible explanations in the current lore for how Ganon could return. And I wonder, I kind of feel like they're going to make up a whole new thing anyway. Probably. First of all, like if Link can use the Shrine of Resurrection to like die and come back to life a hundred years later, why can't Ganon? So like, yeah, I mean, one of them was like the Sheikah version of that and the other was the sure. zonai version of that maybe or the the malice version of that zonai would make sense because he's decorated in a lot of zonai jewelry it seems uh yeah or, and he had that big green uh, hand holding him in stasis yeah with all the for... incantation magic but maybe they mm-hmm. sealed him away maybe the zonai are the ones who sealed the calamity in the first place we won't know until we know but uh the other one is that the blood moon like you were saying like it respawns all your enemies so why is ganondorf special like <laughs> here's uh-huh. just like here's the one blood moon that's extra bloody in 10,000 years and that's the one that ganondorf like it's strong enough to wake up ganondorf yeah i think that's all the stuff i noticed in the trailer yeah i'm definitely out of <laughs> i was a little overwhelmed by this trailer like there's so much crammed into it yeah and uh yeah i just I, I was a little overwhelmed i've watched it two or three times and i still like zone out halfway through just like sheer like scenery overload yeah man it's like i said my mind is full of possibilities for what this game could be and i'm very excited to see what it actually is yeah do you think um just we're going to wind down a little bit with a subject that we talked about on the chat but not uh here um with our microphones um you mentioned you're surprised that skyward sword is the only zelda game that's had an hd re-release on switch because i was joking about uh we were talking about like we don't need notes for the trailer like we can just have it open and scrub around as we talk and i said scrubbing around is like so on brand for zelda majora's mask hd when mm-hmm. and alex you were like yeah i can't believe can't believe that hasn't happened yet like skyward sword is the only yeah, with one this, like zelda renaissance we seem to be in it's like you have an opportunity to expose so many more people to those old games yeah uh, I suppose you probably have all your required reading for Tears of the Kingdom on Switch already. When you can think about like the Ocarina of Time is on on NSO, and you've got a Link to the Past and the 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 older games there too. And so I, I mean, it's not like you need to play Twilight Princess or Wind Waker before you play this game. Before but they you start would think that in references. the five years between the last one and the current one, at some point they would have said, "Hey, Wind Waker is also really popular." <laughs> yeah <laughs> i bet a bunch of kids who played breath of the wild would love to play wind waker yeah um, um but i have a little theory as we so often do here on nintendo week that rather than like an hd port of ocarina of time which is already on the switch as you said on nso they're gonna go full final fantasy 7 remake on ocarina of time and blow it up to be as big and as freeform a world as you can play, like with Breath of the Wild, but it's that Hyrule, that artistic direction, like that music, and it's just a bigger adventure in, you know, way better HD, more side quests. You know, you know what excites me about that idea is 
they could take a lot from breath of the wild uh in terms of like scope i guess mm-hmm. but one thing that the ocarina of time brings to the table that breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom just don't have is this idea of i go to the past i do an action and the future changes mm-hmm. and that i think combined with like the breath of the wild open world formula could have a lot of really fun applications yeah totally agreed i think more so than like any of the other games yeah because it's sort of like you get two open worlds in one there's so much like stuff that uh is sort of implied in ocarina of time but not shown like the fact that ganon has completely overrun this world but then you don't really it doesn't really feel that way when you're just exploring hyrule field in ocarina of time but I could see them very easily like reimagining a way for that to manifest in a in a remake where the world actually yeah. feels more dangerous as an adult than it did as a child. I agree. I think the castle town scene was like so striking that it almost didn't need it. It's like, oh man, phew, I'm back out in the. And, yeah, <laughs> in and the I'm overworld. not saying it wasn't effective in '98. It's just yeah, there's so much more. But they I, could I get have what done you mean. They that. can do some subtle yeah. stuff to make the child the child world be like more magical and the adult world be like bleaker and you know it's cloudy all the time and everyone's sad yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Well, that is, I believe, all for our opinions and theories and and excitements this week. Thank you so much, Alex, for joining me. Always a great pleasure to see your face this time we're on camera. I know. That's been a long time since we've been on. Well, we never really talked over camera before because that was in the the old days of the Internet being too slow for that. Yeah. Um, this actually worked like pretty great like i think we could probably do this and maybe not with four we think we've had trouble with the full cast but yeah anyway yeah thanks you uh everyone so much thanks you i said for listening um and have a wonderful uh, i guess have a wonderful endo week you probably hear this on friday or thursday is still close the endo week Well, everybody, that is all for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you like our show, please feel free to subscribe and give us a quick positive rating on iTunes or Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen. It is a small act of support that really helps people find our show. It's good for them. It's good for us. It's good for you guys to see our community grow. It really helps us out. If you are an epic gamist and you have an epic game question or you got reactions to what we said or fun Nintendo stories you want to share, please send it to epicgamist at gmail.com. And you can follow Epic Gamist on Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, all kinds of different places for different kinds of stuff. Pick your favorite platforms. If you are listening right now, if you can hear me, we know that you stuck with us. We know you're hardcore. And again, we are just getting restarted here. So much so that those accounts I mentioned don't actually have any posts or profile pictures or anything. (laughs) So you're not in the wrong place. But the goal, ultimately, is to have fun waiting for you on any app you choose all powered by a charity driven patreon so that gamers can give back while supporting all kinds of fun content made just for you literally just for you because of the patreon requests so every listen like retweet share every follow on those accounts whatever way that you want to support us even for free still fuels the same good goal So we are really counting on you, Mario Party Top 452 of you, to help us raise awareness and spread the word and get more gamers giving back. For fun. When it's up, we'll tell you. 
Nintendo Week is brought to you by our hosts, Alex Plant, tweet at Legend of Lex, Lee Albanese, tweet at Enalanes, that's E-N-A-L-A-N-E-S, Jackson Murphy, tweet at Cheaper by 12 Film, and Dark Alex, tweet Into the Abyss and Destroy Yourself. Myself, tweet at Colin McIsaac, that's C-O-L-I-N-M-C-I-S-A-A-C. Nintendo Week is a fan show. We are not affiliated with or operated by Nintendo, and we do not represent the brand in any way. All opinions expressed are our very own, and all games played are purchased, not provided, unless otherwise stated.